Celebrity Spotlight Radio, and today we have this amazing guest. And even though everybody knows what Celebrity Spotlight Radio is about, we're very empowering, motivational, and uh, uplifting. But today is a very, very amazing and gruesome topic. But I, I tend to to speak in that manner about this film. But in the other side of the coin. I also, when I went to see the premiere of it, actually the screening of it about a couple of months ago, I was just blown away because it was reality to me. It's way different when you see a film and you see a film of this magnitude where reality hits in. So in a way, I had a positive and negative feedback and I welcome the director, Jonathan Hacker, who is an acclaimed filmmaker who actually directed the film uh, based on his also book, Path of Blood, which is the same title of the movie. So, I welcome him to today's show. Mark Bowler. Mark, Mark Bowler came on as an executive producer. Right. Right at the end of the, of the process to basically help us get it out there. Serious documentaries are hard to take to the public, to the sure. wider marketplace. And so, to have his kind of godfather figure helping yeah, us sure. was really useful. Yeah. So, how did, how did you... Get him intrigued with it. Did he read the book? Yeah, no, no. He, he he saw a he saw a cut of the film quite early on, and I think was he, I think he felt some kind of affinity for the project. His films are also right. relatively uncompromising, you know. Right. So <laughs> he did, visceral, and the film is visceral. So he did uh, Zero Dark Thirty. So do you think off, that yeah. when he saw that footage of the film, yeah. do you think that he saw comparisons of that film to this film? Uh, well, obviously, he's done a lot of work. Yeah, I mean, he did all that, and, and, and Hurt Locker as well. I think, right, I, right, I mean, right. in a way, these are questions for him, so I'm speaking for him, no, which always I, makes I me nervous, but I, I suspect that he felt an affinity to the visceral nature of the film. It's very, and it's uncompromising. The film is very full on, and, right. and, it, and it grabs you by the throat. Right. And I think he probably appreciated that. What made you, now you wrote the book. Yeah. Is the book, I, I have not read the book, no. so, and I, I'm, maybe I hope a lot of people in the audience did. But is there a comparison? Well, basically, when we started on the production process, we decided that all the research was going to go into the book and that the film itself would be, as much as possible, a pure story without all of that kind of background. Right, the background right. and context is in the book. People can read that if they want to. But what we have in the film is kind of... We tried to make it as pure a story as possible. So you're, you're just thrown right in there. And we, the film cross-cuts um, a story of an Al-Qaeda campaign purely with footage shot by the protagonists themselves. So on the one hand, we have the footage that was captured by the security services, in this case, sure. the Saudi security services. They, cap they raided uh, safe houses and captured their propaganda units and captured all these tapes. And so we've got all of that footage. Right. And then on the other hand, we've got the CSI footage that the police shot. So when they did raids, they would have a cameraman there filming the raids. They, when they were looking at the aftermath of an explosion out of cameraman, you know, normal mm -hmm. kind of stuff, CSI footage. And so by having all this footage from both sides of a 
kind of uh, combat, you had combat right, footage, right. you had everything, and you were able to tell the story of cat and mouse thriller in a way. Sure, actually, you, you sure sides. did because yeah. um, um, how did, did Saudi Arabia have they seen this film or do they have any clue? Yeah, so uh, so that they, they, I mean, I genuinely don't know. What, I mean, I think they like it, but they right. didn't offer an opinion. I mean, right. I, I always, I think one thing to, I want to get straight because I think is they in no way interfered with the editorial process of the film. And I think that's okay, important good. to say that straight out. Right, sure. um, and it's to their credit. Uh, the only things we were asked to do were to blank out, I think in one or two shots there was a security officer in the background and we had to blank out his face, okay, fair enough. Sure. And there was some, we, you know, we have, there's a number of shots where you see ID cards and right, those right. are fake IDs, but the, the addresses on them are of ordinary citizens, so you had to blank out the address, you know, and that kind right. of stuff. So, very normal, yeah. reasonable. For stuff. me, as you know, an audience, I'm out there and I watched this film for the first time. I, I liked the film, yeah. actually. I didn't know what I was going to expect, no. you know, but when I was watching it, I learned a lot, right? So, because you know, you watch a film, uh, you know, and and it's it's a, it's a different take. This was, in my opinion, I saw a bunch of kids, like college kids, right. uh, laughing and giggling, showing emotions yeah. on, on their beliefs, um, and it it was heartbreaking to see that because yeah. I I don't know if they realize that they're murdering people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You well, know, I, I think. And, I think one of the things I think is really important about why people should watch the film is that we think of Al-Qaeda and ISIS as two-dimensional villains. You know, we have no conception of them as human beings, what makes them tick. Yet, if we are to defeat this phenomenon, and we must, right. we have to understand them as human beings. And we have to understand their thought process and their beliefs. Because we have to defeat, more than anything, we have to defeat the idea, the, the, the ideology behind it. And it is a very potent ideology, and um, unless, yeah, and so that, and I think that the film offers important. I think it will help people in that process of understanding them, sure. and it, without without forgiving them, you know, I don't think that you know we're very careful right. when we cut it to see the horrific consequences of our actions, you know, horrific. And you, you know, when I was making the film, I felt a great deal of anger towards them, you know, and I think the audience will feel anger towards yes. them, but they will also feel a certain degree of empathy at certain situations. So I think you can empathize without sympathizing. Well, here's we my reaction, do. and this is what I what I wrote, and I actually sent this to Emma, your publicist, yeah. which, you know, uh, she thought it was a great, you know, reaction of mine. I said, as gruesome and terrorizing the film portrays, it truly is an eye-opener. We're learning the real story behind our Right. That's how I felt. Yeah. Now, is this the kind of reaction you expect absolutely. from the audience? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I think, and, I think, and, it, and it's an important reaction. And I think it's, you know, when we were putting it together, I didn't want to lead people into. I wanted to try and create a film where people could use their own imagination to think, their own, you know, to provoke thought and use their imagination to, to, to enter into the scenes. Um, and I think that's why you have a complex array of emotions when you watch it. And I think that's as it should be, you know? I yeah. think it's a complicated subject. The motivations are complicated. And I think that that's why people find it stimulating and it stays with people. You know, a lot of people have watched the film saying that they remember it. They remember certain scenes in particular. They remember it for weeks and weeks and weeks later. 
and you know I don't know about you but I'm, I'm I get weary of going to the cinema and seeing a film that I forget three days later yes. you know and it's really Absolutely. nice to see a film I hope people will feel this to, which is going to stay with them maybe for months or years you know? I, I did it was learning curve for me yeah especially when when 9-11 happened yeah everybody knows that story yeah so and then you watch this film years later like now and yep. it, it, it brought in yep. a lot of learning for yep. me understanding yep. and I think that's what we need to do as a society is right. understand yes their point of view exactly too. Right. you're not gonna like it yeah but that's how we defeat it. Yes. It's, we, to understand it is that, that that's a sign of us being sophisticated, right? Correct. Right. You know, it's not enough just to shout at them or to hate them. We've got, you know, we've got to actually understand it and find ways once we understand it to defeat it. Yes. You know, there are ways of de-radicalizing individuals who have come into this kind of belief structure. That's important. That's important too. As what, you know, it's not enough just to kill them. Right. Let's go back a little bit and and explain to me um, how did you approach. Saudi Arabia with uh, hey with the footage right like how did they did they go through the footage or did you go through the footage well, we, we, we went through the footage um, the the access to the footage was secured by one of the executive producers his name is Abdurrahman al-Rashid and he he used to be uh, the editor of the Arab world's largest daily newspaper Ashraq al-Awsat and then he was general manager of al-Arabiya which is a the pro-western main pro-western news outfit in the Middle East He's very well respected, and um, he, he he'd heard about the footage. He managed to persuade the Ministry of Interior there uh, to uh, to allow us access. Um, so I had um, one of our team went over there and started going through the footage, and the, and the, and the tapes are still the, the captured Al Qaeda tapes are still in their original suitcases. You wow. know what I mean? Yeah, you know? sure. And so. Just like hundreds of little mini DV tapes, terrible technology. Sure, I'm afraid. Sure. <laughs> anyway, we've moved, moved yeah. beyond that. Um, and so we went through and had did the process of digitizing it all, and then trying to identify who it was that was in the footage uh, and translating wow. it all. It was it was a, you know, the the, wow. the, the, the vast amount. It like an iceberg. There's a vast amount of work that's beneath the surface. You know that preparatory work, which enabled us to make those good editing decisions that make a good film. So the book um, actually um, lured you into doing the film. Well, we did it. We did it at the same time. The book, while we were doing ah, all okay. the processing of the footage, okay. we started doing background interviews with members of the security services out there, with intelligence officers, so that we had the complete backgrounds on the story. Um, but we didn't want to put kind of. We didn't want the film to be like a history lesson. We wanted right, it to right, be. Right an immersive story Correct. Uh, and so that's why we split the two and, and so they're kind of companion pieces if you will so why the name Path of Blood? I think why would you choose that name? yeah I, I, I wanted to get a that violence is normalized in this environment and it's actually more than normalized it's sanctified right mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. for these people they, f they consider themselves as fulfilling destiny, religious prophecy. They feel that what they're doing is good. There's a horrific moment in the film where we see a particular individual being interrogated and then off camera he's executed. But we hear the voice, we only played the voice of a child going, that's my daddy's knife. The point about it, and yeah, then there's a scene after, it's very disturbing. Hard, yeah. The point is there's a child in the room. That yeah. For these people, the violence is sanctified. It is no, in no way distasteful. 
And again, that's part of what we have to understand about their yes. belief system. It's a different belief system. You know, once upon a time, throughout the 17th century in Europe, people would turn up and watch witches being burned oh, at the sure. stake, or, or heretics being burned at the stake, and it was considered enlightening and ennobling and to watch it, you know? And everybody, yeah, everybody in the town would watch. Yeah. And now we know, consider that incredibly uncivilized, you know? The Romans turned up at gladiatorial games to watch people uh, dying in front of them, and they considered that not to be a, a, a horrific sport, but to be considered it made you, it ennobled you to watch it because you were seeing how people greeted death. And in this belief, you know, there are different belief structures throughout history, and we have to look at this belief structure of these terrorists and understand it, understand that they don't think like we do. We have to then work out from understanding that right, how to right, deal with it. Right, and, and you know, the title actually matches the way you structured right. the editing, the yeah. whole path, the, the whole path. Yeah, the journey. Which, yeah. which, which I actually was very intrigued. Yeah. Because, like I said, it, it, it was a whole learning thing for me, and uh, absolutely great documentary. But here's a question for you: sure. Will there be a, a part two, like a sequel? Because <laughs> obviously, I, I'm thinking yeah. they must have more. Well, I, I don't, I don't know that the, the Saudi security services do, but I'd be shocked <laughs> if uh, the CIA hadn't captured footage in Iraq, for instance. Right. You know, shocked, uh, and in Afghanistan, you know, all of these terrorist outfits consider propaganda to be incredibly important and they shoot their own videos and that video footage includes lots of outtakes and it's very valuable to understand but here's the thing why did they like I know the kids but why why did they want to videotape it was there like well a, I mean basically their propaganda unit handed right. around cameras oh you will film everything right, right. you film it and we'll cut together a propaganda right, video, right, right, but sure. of course, what we're getting here is that they start messing around with the camera. They're no right, longer, right. they're not, you know, they haven't been, you know, so they they shoot all kinds of stuff because it's fun. They've got a camera for the first time. Hey, let's shoot this, let's right. shoot that. Now, the person that was holding the camera, yeah. did he die? Uh, almost everybody know? in the everybody? film was killed. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That 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 just amazing. Yeah. Because yeah. you see them on their side, yeah. a happy moment yeah. for them. You know, like I said, laughing and giggling, like almost like in college, but then, right. you know, they're terrorists yeah. in, in plain English. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and I, I think, uh, like you said, people have, um, are not used to uh, combining themselves uh, and seeing somebody like, in today's world, yeah. what happens when a, a, a kid goes into a high school, right. you know, and shoots everybody down, he's known as a terrorist, right? right? Yeah. But what do they really call him? Yeah. You know, mental disturbed and yeah. other issues. Yeah. But to me, he is. Yeah. You know, I, I, th I think we have one of the things that make this thought provoking about the film is it makes you question the nature of evil. Yeah. And good and evil. And I think that that's a, there's a sort of universal quality about that, 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 you know, that cliche, the path, you know, the, the path to, uh, to hell is paved with good intentions, you know, that, that, yeah, that sure. we, that and throughout history, people have wanted to do these great, you know, do God's work, fulfill destiny, whether sure. it's a racial destiny or a class destiny, yeah, you know, that, with Marxist ideas, and, and, and they, you, people get caught up in these ideas, right, and it right. justifies their inhumanity, you know, and I think that's, again, that's part of what the film's about. Yeah, it's, it's, so, it's so, such a hard task. Anyway, yeah. just want to let you know, is this film been shown 
anywhere well, it's, premiered? Well, it, it's, it's, it's coming out, it's premiering here on Friday. Ah, okay. And same in, in the UK as well at the same time. So tomorrow, yeah. correct? Right. And in the UK when? Same day, tomorrow. Same, oh, yeah. wow. And, so, and, and then it'll be playing at different places across the states and in the so, UK. So in New York... And it'll be on demand as well. Okay, so in New York tomorrow it'll be playing at the I, IFC, IFC, correct? IFC, yeah, yeah. And in LA? Yep, it'll. Uh, Do you know? I forget the name of the cinema. Okay, it, well, it, it, uh, I put it on. I put it in yeah, the uh, yeah, article. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's in Beverly Hills, the cinema. Sure. Uh, the, the other thing, that, the one other thing that we haven't covered, which is worth mentioning, is about some of the bizarre humor in the film. Do you want to talk about that? Oh, sure, sure, sure. Actually, I was kind of laughing, and yeah, you know, at some of the. That's the thing that got me. Yeah. As grotesque that the film was, I was laughing in certain parts. Yeah. Because it almost felt like a dark comedy yeah but then reality hit yeah and I said oh my god yeah you know this is reality yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know yeah, this yeah. is people dying and they they're yeah. dying yeah for a cause Th there are these moments of bizarre farcical humor that pop out of the film and I think we want to include that because it, it again it's this process of humanizing the understanding that in amongst these terrorists are a bunch of idiots as well not all of them are idiots but some are and that there are these, you know, th this is not a highly trained, you know, they're not, you know, highly trained special forces. You know what I mean? They're, they're, they're sure. a bunch of kids who have done a little bit of training. Uh, and of course, that training is enough to kill a lot of people. It's, yeah, you know, sure, when you blow sure. up a car bomb, it, you don't need a PhD. Uh, <laughs> so you get that. But and so they make that they, they're fooling around. And, and they're, yeah, these bizarre moments of humor where they, uh, you know, they're trying to record a a suicide video and uh, right, right. and the young kid who's doing it oh don't use such long words I didn't understand what you mean you know and all this and you see the manipulation that's going on and you know or the or the or the, or the, the kid who says oh don't, don't film me you can see my underwear and it, all this sort of stuff it it's just that, it's kind of endearing part, in a right. way those are the part was yeah. that was uh, confusing to me because I yeah. took it as a at first like I said a dark comedy and then reality hit that's it but you know it's a great film. Thank you. I wish you the best of luck and um, tomorrow. We're going to yeah. find out tomorrow, yeah. correct? And yeah. uh, it was great to have you. Thank you. Uh, great success. Thank you. And I hope there is another film, believe it or not, yeah. because I really enjoyed this one. It's an important subject. It's a pleasure to meet you. Thank you. Thank you. Pleasure.